This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 12.03, Thursday, June 29th. Time for the Noon Business Hour. I'm Jensen Richards in for Rob Hart. The fortunes of the Blackhawks appear to be on the rise thanks to the luck that gave them the top pick in the NHL draft. We'll cover that in our next segment right now. The latest snapshot of the economy is out today. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park Business Line, reminding you to bring your bring your business, is Brian Westbury, Chief Economist, First Trust Advisors in Wheaton. Brian, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. A lot of talk about recession. Do you believe that the latest revisions to the first quarter GDP put some of the recession fears at ease? <laughs> Judson, I, I, uh, I don't. Um, I wish I could say that they do. Uh, we were expecting a number that was up 1.4% for the quarter, and it ended up up 2% for the quarter, um, which in economics isn't that far apart. I think people are overreacting a little bit. Um, and one of the other uh, ways that I would talk about this is that if you compare the first quarter of 2023, the data we just got today, to the first quarter of 2022, a year ago, real output, the, the increase in output of stuff, goods and services in the U.S. economy, is up 1.8%. However, we've added 2.7% more workers. In other words, we've added way more workers than we have increased output, which means the productivity of each of those workers is declining. And that's not a good sign. So yes, the number was a little bit better than people expected today. But I would argue that underneath, there's some signs that things aren't uh, aren't as uh, copacetic with this economy as they are with the Blackhawks today. Brian, economists are keeping a close eye on the Fed as they continue their fight against inflation. Let's get your thoughts on the Fed policy moving forward. Yeah, the, the, the Fed is basically said that they want to raise rates two more times, which is a half of a, of a percentage point. Uh, that's what they've said. Um, if the economy really does slow down, they won't do that. If inflation falls a lot or the unemployment rate ticks up, they won't do that. Uh, but right now, uh, the markets are expecting the Fed to raise rates, and and I think eventually that's going to cause uh, some of, uh, some investors a little bit of heartburn. Uh, clearly, has caused uh, uh, home sales to to fall. 
with these higher interest rates, if they keep going up, uh, some of that pain will get a little bit worse. I think Jerome Powell is trying to decide how tough he wants to be to fix inflation. Um, if he gets much tougher, uh, that even makes a recession even more likely. Brian, in about 60 seconds, what do you see as the biggest economic headwind moving forward? Yeah, I, I think the biggest economic headwind is the fact that the money supply, um, which is different than interest rates, but has been declining. Uh, we've also seen deposits at banks go down, uh, loans uh, fall, uh, inflation has eaten away at the at the retail sales we have. In other words, after adjusting for inflation, we're buying less stuff today than we did a year ago. Uh, all, all of this is a little bit worrisome. I personally don't see how uh, we don't have a recession after what we went through with COVID. We locked the economy down and then printed a lot of money so that we wouldn't feel the pain. And I think what we've done is just put off the pain. It's like giving morphine to an accident victim. It makes you feel fine for a while, but eventually your broken leg hurts. Well, there's something to think about. Brian, thanks so much for your time. That's Brian Westbury, Chief Economist for First Trust Advisors. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, as expected, the Blackhawks have taken Connor Bedard as the first pick in the NHL draft. Let's discuss uh, discuss the potential impact of the 17-year-old, viewed by many as a generational talent. We welcome David Rumsey, newsletter co-author, Front Office Sports. David, thanks so much for your time. The Blackhawks defied the odds just to be in a position to make that first pick. I believe they had less than a, a, or about 11, 11% chance of getting the number one overall pick. How big of a surprise was that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's called a lottery for a reason, right? The NBA does it, and obviously the NHL does it as well. So you just got to take your chances. Um, even if you finish last in the league, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to get the number one overall pick. The Blackhawks were not quite last, but they were down near the bottom. And next year, I think they'll be a little bit better. So many people believe that Bedard could be a game changer, not just on the ice for the organization, but also off the ice. What do you make of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're already seeing it after they won that lottery. Like you said, not a great chance. Fans were excited, really excited. I think they sold over $5 million in season tickets uh, just in the 24 hours or so after that was announced that they got the first overall pick and would be bringing in Connor Bedard. So already seeing huge impacts. And I mean, coming up, look for jersey sales, look for better attendance this coming year. I think they were in the bottom five of the NHL in attendance last year. So obviously there's some history with a lot of Stanley Cups in Chicago in the past decade or so, but recently, more recently, has not been a great product on the ice. What are the chances of one player turning around the fortunes of an entire organization? Well, hockey is different, right? Because you don't play the entire game as one player. You have, you know, your first wave, second wave, third wave. It's really, really a team sport, and it kind of comes down to who gets hot in the postseason. But that being said, you know, Connor Bedard seems to be one of those players that can have as much of an impact as one single person can have on a team. What's now the national view of the Blackhawks? How much has Connor Bedard changed things from even six months ago? Well, I think the Blackhawks will be back in the national spotlight that they often are in, right? Third biggest market in the U.S. So you're naturally going to have a large fan base. Um, you're going to be on national TV a lot. And I think that's even just going to keep going up with with a rookie like that everyone's going to want to see him he's expected to play from opening night you know barring any injuries he's going to be ready to go so on tv he's going to be getting talked about 
He's going to be getting big sponsorship deals. I think it's only going to be elevating the Blackhawks brand. You know, it's it's really it's the NFL we know is number one, and then it feels like it's almost uh, it's a distant second as we make our way down in popularity. But where does the NHL stack up in terms of professional sports leagues? Right, I think it's always kind of settled into that fourth spot uh, in the Big Four, uh, quote quote unquote Big Four in the U.S. behind, like you said, football, basketball, baseball, and then hockey nationally. And I think it varies from town to town. I mean, Chicago's a big hockey town, right? But you have lots of competition there, two baseball teams that are really popular. You have the Bulls. Obviously, the Bears are in the NFL. They're looking for a new stadium uh, themselves. But, yeah, I I think hockey is still growing. And now they're really facing competition even from MLS as soccer continues to get more popular in the U.S. David, thanks so much for your time today. That's David Rumsey, newsletter co-author, Front Office Sports, as it was an enormous day. It's hard to even place a magnitude of what it was like to get a generational talent in Connor Bedard last night for the Blackhawks. Coming up next, it's been a rough week for air carriers, including Chicago-based United. We'll tell you about that also. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Well, bad weather has significantly disrupted air travel over the past few days, just ahead of what's expected to be a very busy 4th of July holiday weekend in the skies. Let's check in with Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services and Director of the Chattuck Institute of DePaul University here in Chicago. And Joe, thanks so much for joining us. We've already seen uh, chaos. We've seen chaos at airports ahead of the 4th of July holiday. What's behind those disruptions? Well, United just had a tough five days, actually, now. And United's uh, more than any airline, has just been affected by the East Coast storms, uh, high winds, particularly at Newark Airport, which is a big hub. And what that's done is it's sort of caused delays throughout the system. We saw that snowball yesterday when, you know, 26% of their flights system-wide, worldwide, were canceled, which is just an off-the-chart number, and another 45% were late. So the whole airline was just uh, really struggling. Today's better uh, but it's still disproportionately high compared to others. So United is uh, pointing some fingers at the FAA, and I think things should improve this weekend, fortunately. You mentioned them, our hometown airline of United. Are they getting hit the hardest here? They are. And, yeah, the Newark hub is, is the main reason. But we saw something like a miniature version. I don't want to equate this to the Southwest uh, debacle we had in December, but it's had a, a similar effect where some of the worst effects occur after the bad weather leaves. And we had flights that uh, lacked pilots. We had uh, uh, issues where aircraft needed maintenance because the, the whole system was out of sync. And they throw on the real shortages of FAA manpower. And Scott Kirby United's really, uh, really working hard to right the ship here. So how hard is it for passengers and for some, it may almost be impossible to rebook considering so many flights are sold out? You know, it's gotten better today. I think United's been really generous letting people rebook, and uh, you pretty much have carte blanche options to push your flight back. Uh, the other airlines are running fairly smoothly. That's why the United paradox is uh, really standing out. JetBlue's had a tough couple of days, but those phone lines were really clogged up yesterday. Today, I'm um, told the system is better, more online option. Get online and move your trip if you want to stay clear of the airport. Where there's just a lot of passengers waiting to go stand by, hoping there's an extra seat from some of yesterday's delays. So some people are opting to push their trips back. Joe, finally, what's the latest on staffing issues, including the pilot shortage? You know, the airlines really learned last uh, last fall that they can't uh, push their systems that hard and had a lot more uh, 
redundancy, extra labor, and so forth. And we thought we were out of the woods uh, with that because the first, you know, six months of this year went pretty smooth. This latest blip, uh, you know, fortunately looks like uh, United uh, did those preemptive cancellations yesterday, canceled lots of flights. The planes were in the right spot this morning, so those labor shortages didn't rear their ugly head too much. But, boy, uh, this summer's been tough for everybody. Joe, thanks so much for your time. That's Joe Schwederman, professor of public services and director of the Chanuk Institute at DePaul University. Still ahead in Technology Thursday, the leading edge of home security. That's coming up shortly. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Judson Richards in for Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. It's another day of questionable air quality in the Chicago area. Supreme Court justices rule on affirmative action in higher education. In Technology Thursday, the latest on what's available in home security and checking your credit score and working to improve it should be a financial priority. WBBM business, the Dow is up 252, S&P up 16, and the Nasdaq is down just one. It's 1230. Smoke from wildfires in Canada continues to impact air quality across the Midwest, including in Chicago. Close your windows and doors and seal them off with towels and, and things, what you can think of, and seal them as much as possible. That was Jeeves Zhao of Health and Research from Delos Labs, who told CBS2 that the Chicago Public Schools and Park District are moving most activities today indoors. The Supreme Court ruled that colleges and universities must stop considering the race of applicants when it comes to admissions. CBS's Major Garrett has more. This will have wide-ranging effects across American higher education. Many colleges across the country have been bracing for this opinion, trying to figure out how in the admissions process going forward they can create a diverse campus. Governor Pritzker calls the decision to overturn affirmative action a travesty. Your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business is Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond, Indiana. Chuck, thanks so much for joining us. A bulk of the stock market gains for this year's are due to a handful of tech stocks. Does that narrow the leadership concern for you? Well, it, it is something of concern, but I think what's interesting is that we have started to see a broadening out of of leadership here really in the last month or so and, and you're seeing evidence of it today where you're seeing more uh, a value oriented a bit more economically sensitive stocks uh they're performing well and and you know the dow jones transportation average which i harp on is one of the most economically sensitive indexes there is ha- is closing in on a significant new high so you are seeing that broadening which i think lends a, a bit more optimism to this rally here AI was all the rage during the latest earnings season. What are your thoughts on the artificial intelligence trade? Yeah, well, I think at least for the very short term, that trade has probably 
uh, I don't want to say run its course, but you're not going to see the gains. I mean, a, a lot of the stocks, as you mentioned, that were at the top of the list in terms of driving this market are all AI related. And, you know, several of those are up 50, 100, 125 percent so far just this year. So I think those biggest gains are probably behind in the near term. And I think you're probably going to see, again, a continuing of this this widening out of, of leadership based on primarily the fact that it appears that the long-awaited economic recession is is still going to be long-awaited. And as long as that's the narrative, you're going to see this broadening out. We're talking to Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter. Chuck, the balance of power in the jobs market is slowly tilting back toward employers, and that's what the Fed wants. Can you help explain that to us? Well, what the Fed, you know, what the, at the end of the day, what the Fed wants, and it's all, I always am a little hesitant to say this, but the Fed wants in, uh, wage inflation to slow, and, and wage inflation will slow if, in fact, the leverage returns to the employer and not the employee. So that's really what the Fed is doing, um, and that's why the Fed probably will continue to raise interest rates because they're just not seeing enough slack in the job market for them to, to stop the, the rate hikes because, again, their biggest fear is, is really wage inflation because that becomes very difficult to contain if it gets out of control. Um, and so the power shifting back to employers uh, is a good start in terms of maybe slowing wage inflation down. What's your advice for the individual investor? You know, I, I think right now, I mean, I can tell you what we're doing for an account that can be 100% invested in stocks. We're in the 80 to 85% range. So, you know, we have pretty good skin in the market right now. Uh, not all, and, and I think investors that have been sitting on the sidelines completely really need to start feeding money into the market here in a, in a measured but but still fairly aggressive way. Any areas you in the market that you find cheap right now? Yeah, I think, again, those economically sensitive stocks, kind of what we call growth cyclicals, where companies that their earnings should grow over the next couple of years that, that really haven't you know risen in line with uh, some of these, these you know, hati-tati tech stocks, I think there's an opportunity there. And those would be in areas such as kind of some of the industrial areas and, and actually even some of the transportation areas. Now, the consumer has held up pretty well despite inflation. Do you think that will continue? Uh, yeah, I do, as long as the, the job market, you know, stays okay. I think people, you know, if you have a job, you're, you're comfortable with spending money. And I think that also, too, as long as home values can remain fairly resilient, because I think there's a there's a wealth effect that goes with, you know, having having built up equity in your home. I know that you follow the uh, time tested Dow theory. What what needs to happen for the thing to turn bullish? We're we're real close. In effect, we need new closing highs in both the Dow Industrials and Dow Jones Transportation Average, and both of those indices are probably less than two percent away from from eclipsing those levels. So they're not there yet. And I have seen in the past, you know, we have markets that get right up to it and then they fall back into a trading range, which would be possible here. But we are closer now for a bull market signal under the Dow theory than we've been in several months. Chuck, thanks so much for your time. That's Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. Up next in Technology Thursday, the latest in home security. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. 
Well, it's Technology Thursday, and in this segment, the spotlight is on home security and the latest devices designed to keep families and individuals safe. We welcome Jennifer Jolly, Tech Live columnist for USA Today, founder, editor-in-chief of Text.com. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us today. The FBI says go it goes up by about 10% during the summer. When it comes to safety and otherwise, what's your top tech tip for keeping your home safe from burglars while you're away? Well, the worst thing to do is broadcast to the world that you're taking a big vacation and you're and you're so excited. Don't do that because basically your house is just a sitting target. So we just got back from two weeks on the road. And the way that I knew we had done all the right things was my neighbor, I said something about being gone. And, and she said, wait, no, I saw your window blinds going up and down and lights on. And who was at your house? And I thought, oh, this is perfect. So grab yourself some smart blinds, smart blinds, smart light bulbs, those two things, like people still don't realize that, oh, you can control that from an app on your phone. So I got ours from Hunter Douglas, the PowerView Gen 3 automation. You control them by by setting a schedule in an app. And not only do they make it look like somebody's home when you're not, but they also save about 50% of your heating and cooling costs. And then second to that, the Ring Smart LED light bulbs, super easy way to create a network of security lights around your house. You set a schedule to brighten up your home even when you're away. Easy ways to make it look like you're at home. Didn't Michael Buble famously tweet that he was going on his honeymoon and then got robbed? Yes, so many people have done that. And, you know, it's kind of the same with letting your your packages and your mail stack up outside. Um, Ring just came out with a brand new battery doorbell plus. It's their first new video doorbell in two years. You don't need to hardwire it. And it has a much taller head-to-toe field of view. So somebody comes to your door, they ring your bell, you answer on your app even when you're across the world, you know, in Paris. Or um, what happened when we were away, Amazon came, we saw that there was a package there, we called uh, a family member to come and pick it up for us and stick it in the garage while we were gone. So little things like that make all the difference in the world. How, How quickly is the technology changing and are the criminals far behind? The technology has gotten so much better that it's leaving criminals in the dust. It used to be easy-ish for criminals to uh, jam some of the signals or some of the sensors or hack into them. That is not nearly as easy anymore. It's gotten super locked down in the past couple of years. And you have a lot of control over what you share with other people, whether it's with law enforcement or, you know, with other members of your family. So they've actually gotten all of this technology has gotten so much better in the last two to five years. Jennifer, finally, what are some of the uh, other home gadgets? They don't necessarily have to be security related, but other home gadgets that are that are hot right now. Oh my gosh, they're uh, automatic lawnmowers are one of the hottest thing, electric lawnmowers. So Husqvarna, uh, they have a new one where you don't need a, ba- a boundary wire. That is such a hot piece of tech. And we're sitting on 10 acres and about three acres of grass. And uh, that's another set it and forget it uh, gadget, you know, piece of gadgetry. You It mows our lawns from midnight to 9 a.m. And I can't even tell you how great that's been. And then there's an automatic lawn sprinkler called Green 
that saves about 50% of the watering of your lawn. It's got a little robot head that uh, senses how much water your lawn needs, and then it prints it out in the exact shape of your lawn so it doesn't water your building or your sidewalk. So things like that, things that are not just tech for tech's sake, but tech that's actually saving the planet super hot right now. Jennifer with a great humble brag of her 10 acres of property. Jennifer Jolly, thanks so much for your time. Tech Live columnist for USA Today, founder and editor-in-chief of Techs.com. Now you can join us at this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday and still to come, tips to boost your credit score. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, your credit score can have an impact on almost all aspects of your life. And joining us with tips on how to boost your score, Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst of Lending Tree, based in Austin, Texas. Matt, thanks so much for joining us. First off, explain why your credit score is so important. Well, there's very little in life that is more expensive than crummy credit. And that's because your credit helps determine whether you are able to get a loan and what the terms of those loans will be, but it also impacts stuff like your insurance premium or your ability to get an apartment or a cell phone. It's a really big deal. What is your uh, top tip for most people that they can use to help boost their credit score? Well, the, the best thing you can do to boost your credit score is pay down your balances on things like credit cards, but that's certainly easier said than done. But one of the things that people don't realize can be really impactful is to check your credit report and remove any mistakes that might be on there. It's difficult enough to have good credit. The last thing you want is somebody else's mistakes on your credit report holding down your score unnecessarily. The way to do that is to get your credit report from annualcreditreport.com. And if you find things that are wrong with it, report it to the credit bureau and get that taken care of. What's a big thing that people can do that uh, can damage their credit score and what should they know to avoid? Well, the, the biggest thing you can do to damage your credit score is to pay late. Your payment history is the single most important thing in all credit scoring. But the thing that you can do to avoid that is simple, is just let technology help you. Sign up for auto pay, put it on autopilot, make sure that you are paying at least the minimum, if not more, um, and make sure that you avoid that big mistake. And in about 60 seconds, how long does it typically take to see improvements in your credit score after implementing credit boosting strategies? Um, it can take a little while. It, it can take 60, 90 days. It depends on kind of the nature of of the change, but it's important to understand that credit is a marathon, not a sprint. It's all about doing the right thing over and over again for a course of time. A marathon, not a sprint. Matt, thanks so much for your time. That's Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst of Lending Tree. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app as well. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.